This morning's reflection <coughs> is about the development and the perfection of the paramis. So, what is a parami? <coughs> Paramis are the accumulated forces of purity within the mind and heart. Every mind moment that's clear, that's free of greed, hatred, and delusion has a certain purifying force in the ongoing flow of consciousness. And each of us in our long evolutionary process has accumulated many of these traces or forces of purity within our mind and heart. One of the root roots of the Pali word parami conveys a sense of supreme quality. And that's from the Pali word parami. The Sanskrit word paramita means going towards something. So going toward supreme quality, going toward perfection. In the Theravada tradition, there are ten paramis that are developed. Dana, generosity. Sila, virtue or ethical behavior. Nekama, renunciation. Panya, wisdom. Virya, energy or effort. Kanti, patience. Saka, truthfulness. Aditana, resolve or determination. Metta, loving kindness. And Upeka, equanimity. As each of these qualities grow and strengthen and mature within us, the accumulation of the qualities of non-greed, which are generosity, renunciation, patience, and the accumulation of the qualities of non-hatred, which are loving-kindness, truthfulness, and virtue, and the accumulation of the qualities of non-delusion, which are wisdom, (coughs) effort, energy, and resolve, and equanimity, as each of these qualities grow and strengthen in us, they become very forceful and result in many forms of happiness, contentment, and a sense of well-being in relationship to the most basic worldly sensual pleasures all the way through to the highest, most refined happiness of the awakened liberated heart and mind. The development, growth, and the maturation of these perfections, these forces of mind and heart, help counter the forces that cause us human beings such 
great suffering. This aspect of the training of the mind is an essential and powerful and necessary aspect of our practice of moving towards liberation. As these qualities grow, deepen, and get more and more refined, they're incredibly powerful causes of all spiritual accomplishment. It's said that the ultimate perfection of the paramis is the perfection of all of the qualities of the mind, the heart, of a Buddha. The nature of the paramis can be understood as of two basic aspects. The first being the paramis related to the purity of conduct, the purity of action, our way of being in the world. Conduct on its everyday world, in its everyday worldly aspects. And these are the paramis of generosity and virtue, renunciation, effort, energy in meditation practice, truthfulness, and resolve to practice. The second basic aspect of the paramis is related to the purity of wisdom, of understanding, insight, both in relationship to everyday worldly life and the wisdom, the understanding and insight of the deepest liberating kind. The second aspect of the paramis includes the paramis of panya, wisdom, patience, loving-kindness, and equanimity. And of course, all of the paramis are interrelated (coughs) and so bring each other to light over and over again. Our practice itself, in its process, is the practice and process of purification the path of practice that leads one towards liberation. Samatha, concentration, vipassana, insight, and other specific practices such as the Brahma-viharas, metta, karuna, mudita, and upekka. It's all called the path of purification. In light of the fact that you'll soon be moving from an intensive retreat setting out into the larger world and considering our everyday life here in this retreat setting, this intensive retreat setting, bringing the paramis more into the forefront of one's daily life can really be quite helpful and fruitful. It can be a potent aspect of our practice. The paramis are, of course, to be practiced and developed for one's own liberation, but also for the benefit of one's family, one's friends, and one's community 
and for the benefit of the world. One aspect of the blossoming and potential perfection of these qualities of mind and heart is that there's something to work towards, to practice towards benefiting others with no self-interest. The mind, the heart, liberated from all self-centered concern. So, no greed, no hatred, no, no delusion. Which is, of course, without a doubt, a great benefit for everyone. And oneself very much also included. The word parami, used in relationship to a particular person or persons, refers to one who does wholesome deeds with a very pure and genuine motivation to help others and to help themselves, as in practicing the Dhamma, going towards liberation. As we move towards this little by little through our practice. And as the practice as we practice the Dhamma to move towards liberation, it's really quite okay and actually necessary to have self interest. This is wholesome self interest. In pursuing the Dhamma this way, I think as everyone here understands, there's no harm done in relationship to others. Traditionally, the practice, the development, and the gaining of the paramis is called the work or the affair of a noble person. So just to repeat the ten paramis once more. Dana, generosity. Sila, virtue, ethical behavior. Nekama, renunciation. Panya, wisdom. Virya, energy or effort. Kanti, patience. Saka, truthfulness. Aditana, Resolve or determination. Metta, loving kindness. And upeka, equanimity. 